Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, the podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And what does a person have to do to get adult-only movie showings at the theater these days? Right. Not to be confused with, like, adult-only theaters. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. We're not asking... I'm just really pent up about porn in the theater now. <laughs> yeah. We're not what asking happened to those days? for porn theaters. No, no, that was the wrong uh, choice of words, I guess. What I'm trying to say is, as adults, we need adult swim, if you will. For the movie theaters. Yeah, absolutely. A, a showing or two a day. Or maybe just like a couple nights a week. Or, I mean, hear me out. Just rated R movies. Yeah. Or just <laughs> don't allow parents to bring their kids that are under of it, the age for R movies. Just yeah. a thought. But it's fine. Uh, we need time slots that it doesn't matter if you're comfortable with your kids seeing this fucking movie. You just can't bring them. You can fuck right off. You know, like (laughs) weddings when you say no kids allowed. No kids, yeah. Why not? You have to listen or you're not going to be able to come in. Yeah, Yeah. feel free to bring your kid and then we're just going to be like, no, you can't come in. Yeah. (laughs) Think of it as like a bar for this particular showing. Exactly. Of this particular movie. Yeah, and you know what? Fuck it. Why not? Let's make it 21 over and uh, we can serve drinks. That'd be cool too. That's an extra, like an extra thing that we mm-hmm. don't have to worry about in the first phase. But, you know, I think it would be a cool add-on. Yeah, well, I mean, they already have drinks in theaters now these days, it seems. Yeah, but it'd be easier. Depending on the theaters. Fair enough, yeah. Not ours, I guess. No. They don't do ours, do they? No. AMC was. AMC did that. But we shifted over the Regal, and yeah. now they're doing, like, yeah. not that. Yeah. And then, like, the <laughs> Studio Movie Girl has that, too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, it'd be really fucking nice to, it's, to me, at first I thought, like, as we're going to these movies again, after things opened up, I'm like, oh, people just forgot how to act in public in theaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I would have liked to think. But it truly (laughs) feels like maybe we just forgot how shitty it was being in theaters. Yeah. I'm thinking Or maybe we just got really lucky in the area we live that people just don't know how to act in theaters. Yeah. So, what's spawning my little rant, (laughs) if you will? Uh, we, of course, saw The Suicide Squad in theaters. Day it came out. Yep. So we will obviously talk about that later on for our review. Spoiler free, of course. So mm-hmm. we'll have our spoiler episode separate. Mm-hmm. But this child, he was probably, what, eight, nine, maybe, at best? That, yeah, the shitbag one was yeah. like, so, I would say maximum 12. So this family, these, yeah. these parents, if you want to call them that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Brought their eight and nine year old to an R rated movie. Uh, they also had a three to four year old, I think. Probably younger than that. Younger, yeah. two to three. I don't know. Yeah. Like babbling age, mm-hmm. whatever age that is. I'm not good with kid ages, yeah. but the, they're not speaking in full sentences. Babbling. Mm-hmm. Rated R movie. So of course we got the typical talking the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Which to an extent I've learned to deal with enough. Still bothers me during yeah. the time, but like I, I can tolerate it enough that I just keep watching. To a certain point, yeah. You'll get a lot of stink eye eventually, but... At one point I turn... Because occasionally if it gets to be a lot, like I'll try to stink eye the person. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the like parent, I've been doing. Like you've been doing, yeah. yeah. So we have to double down then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so at one Unite point, our stink. At one point it was particularly ridiculous what was going on. And I turn around and this guy has the small child on his shoulders. And I was like... What the actual fuck? <laughs> See, I never saw that. But, like, 
the thought of that, what about everybody behind you? Like, they I know. had to have been pissed. I was, like, enraged for them, but, like, I felt like if they were going to complain, or if there was anybody back there, they must must have, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's not technically in front of me, so I don't want to get involved, but I yeah. felt like I kind of wanted to. Anyway. Yeah. Well, my biggest thing was, so this kid who was talking the whole fucking movie. Yes. At the end of the movie, mm-hmm. everybody was, was, you know, doing the fun... The clapping. The clapping. Everybody yes. clapped at the end of the Suicide Squad because they had a great time. They yeah. all enjoyed the movie. Everyone was laughing at parts. And yeah. So everyone did that thing where they clap. You know, like we saw in Endgame and all that stuff. Yeah. What does this little fucking kid do? He yells out, yeah, starts clapping himself. Yeah. What are we clapping for? Nothing happened in a very, like, belittling, like, uh, disrespectful, mocking kind of way. Yeah. This little 10 to 12 year old is mocking the majority of the theater who are adults clapping at a movie. Yeah. And I know this might be an unpopular opinion, but about the clapping at the end of movies, there's like this thing on the internet that like people look like talk shit about people clapping at the end of movies. That's a thing? Yeah. I've seen it. And I'm like, for one. Okay. There's a, I think there's a difference between like one random person clapping during a movie. Yeah. And. A big event type movie. Yes. Like I said, Endgame. Right. People were really enthralled into that whole, like, I wouldn't say a movie. It was an event. It yeah. was an experience. Yeah. I And the, I agree. But even if, let's say, random movie on a Tuesday, somebody feels like clapping at the end, who fucking cares? Why can't we just live and let live? Doesn't bother me well, if the movie's over. Plus the movie's over, yeah. It like, doesn't matter. Say, like, who cares if the movie's it, over? But people, like, talk shit about okay. those people well, on the internet. I guess the, and those people are assholes. That's all I'm saying. I, I didn't know that was a whole, like, elitist group of people who yeah, think like, you shouldn't clap. Someone tells me this little cunt kid. Yeah. Which is what he was. Absolutely. And I will not regret saying that. No, no, no you should not. Uh, someone tells me he's not in that Facebook group or yeah. whatever on the internet. Yeah. But I was just so amazed that... Not only did you allow your kid to talk the whole fucking movie, yeah. but then you allowed him to disrespect strangers for no fucking reason yeah. when all they were doing was having a good time. Yeah. At, Not even intruding <laughs> on him. At a movie that he shouldn't even fucking have been at. Like, the hypocrisy of his reaction yeah. to that. Him and his little shitbag sibling were being noisy the entire fucking movie. When you're not supposed to be noisy. But at the end, it's not interrupting anybody's business if people want to fucking clap. If they had a great time. So, this brings us back to the whole thing. Like, why the fuck do we not have adult-only showings? Yeah. Agreed. Like, I just... I get that, like, it's probably, well, you won't make as much money because you're limiting the the people. But, like, you're giving people a better experience. Fuck it. Charging me $2 more for my ticket. Yeah. I don't care. I'd pay it. As long as I know I'm actually going to enjoy the fucking experience. Exactly. Here's the other thing, too. We've mentioned this before. At Whenever we had trash people in our showings at the other movies, there were three, pe- three people minimum in this family. They could have gotten HBO Max for one month for $15. Yep. Ten, even. Ten, probably, yeah. If you did the... Promo the, thing? If you do the ad version. Right. Oh, okay. never mind. You wouldn't get the movie. Oh, you won't get the movies. So, $15. So, you're right. 15 uh, and that's assuming they don't have it for with their internet service like yeah, we do. Yeah. So min, maximum fifteen dollars to buy that movie, to watch that movie at home without having to interrupt on everybody else's fucking business. But no, you went to the theater and paid three times the amount. Yeah. Probably so dumb. I just the inconsiderateness of people is glaringly 
worse now i feel like than it used to be <laughs> yeah i mean it's just one of those scenarios where it just reminds me of like i i i, I love the theater experience like yeah. when it goes normal yes. and correctly goes but well. like these kind of situations make me again wonder should we just go digital uh-huh. should we just go hey you know what go invest in your own little home theater center, yeah you know yeah you're losing the big screen experience but yeah. like you know what maybe you'll enjoy the fucking movie more exactly because it's hard to enjoy something when you're constantly being annoyed yeah exactly <laughs> i just like... I, I in the end like i'm just like this these parents like they had they were not embarrassed by that kid's actions then like they shouldn't be parents well I'm they, just they must say. not have been embarrassed because otherwise they would have stopped him you know what i mean because he kept saying, oh, we're clapping. We're clapping for no reason over yeah. and over again. Like, what? why? Why are you saying that? And why is your dad standing there not saying shit to you? It's just weird to me that yeah. any of that it, was allowed I mean, to happen. it's embarrassing for them, the whole family. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But there was one, you know, fun experience out of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> as they were leaving. Yeah. I openly said, oh, I hope it's okay to clap. I wouldn't want to piss off any little cunts around me. Yeah. <laughs> And a group of people in front of us got a good chuckle out of that. Yeah, yeah. We had a, a little bonding experience about what a piece of shit this kid was. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> he's like the kind of kid that like, I I have to imagine he's the kid who loses in Fortnite but still talks shit to people. Probably. Like he can't win a match but he still thinks he's better than everybody. Yeah, he's probably like spectating, talking shit to people. Yeah, I don't know if you know if you can spectate in Fortnite but I'm just guessing. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely making sure nobody's clapping. I could tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Better not fucking clap around that guy. Anyways, sorry for the long rant. <laughs> uh, it was deserved. I just, so. I just don't understand how it's not just instinctually known. You mm-hmm. don't do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't the, the perfect child growing up. I was obviously a piece of shit at times. But like, I think the worst I ever did in a theater was like kick the back of a chair when I was really fucking young. Because of, like, probably ADHD. Yeah. The high def one, obviously. Because I... Yeah. <laughs> I don't do standard def anymore. Right, right. I just can't imagine that you can openly be disrespectful to people for no reason in front of your parents mm-hmm. during the whole fucking movie. Yeah. And they just don't care. Like, I just... Yeah. Well, this is the same guy who put his child on his shoulders during a movie. So he obviously has no, I don't know, moral compass. <laughs> I don't really even know where to go with that, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I get moral compass is probably not maybe the not moral term. compass, but like tact compass, uh, like public de- decency, like public decency compass, whatever that is. <laughs> Anyways, we're done. Anyway, we're yes. moving on. Let's move on. We did see Suicide Squad. I assure you that will not be reflecting my review. Yeah, when we talk about it later, so please <laughs> yeah. stick around yes. for spoiler-free review on the Suicide Squad. Yes. Uh, do you want to tell me what you're looking forward to this coming out this week? A lot of peace and goddamn quiet <laughs> at home watching things where I don't have to listen to little shit cunts. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> uh, Netflix is coming out with a movie that had my interest. No clue what it is, mm-hmm. but it's called Brand New Cherry Flavor coming out on August 11th. Okay. Uh So, the description on Netflix is, a filmmaker heads to Hollywood in the early 90s to make her movie, but tumbles down a hallucinatory rabbit hole of sex, magic, revenge, dot, 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 and kittens. Kittens? (laughs) That's the part that hooked me. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> I was like, I like. I like kittens. I like kittens. Yeah. I mean, I like other All things other on things. this list, but I definitely <laughs> think kittens are cute. Yeah. So sign me up. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to check that out. Why not? Uh, Amazon Prime is getting the Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01 movie release, which is just a updated retelling of the story from the anime. Oh, okay. It's, I, their titles are very confusing. It's yeah. this whole thing. <laughs> uh, but that comes out August 13th. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I will have to watch one thing in theater for sure called Don't Breathe 2, coming out August 13th. This sounds familiar. Basically, it's about this blind man who, like, is really good at killing people by using, like, his senses other than sight, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, it's basically like a horror thriller, I guess, okay. if you will. It's got a different take than the first movie. The first movie, he was, like, the bad guy. This one feels like he's the good guy-ish. Okay. Unless the trailers are just very misleading. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Cool. That doesn't sound like something I'm interested in, but (laughs) I'm glad. We'll uh, we'll see. You've seen the trailer. I think I've seen, I remember the trailer. They had a Suicide Squad, so you saw the trailer, for sure. Oh, okay. Did I say nope after? Because I usually do. Probably. (laughs) Uh, well, I am excited for Titan Season 3 coming to HBO Max on the 12th of August because we just recently finished Season 2. <laughs> One and two. One yeah. and two, yeah. We like powered through that shit. Yeah. We'll wait till we watch some of the Season 3 and then we'll review that. Yes. Probably as a collective of all three. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, also, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2 is coming on the 12th to Paramount+. Plus. Good to know. I had to stop myself from saying CBS All Access. I still can't get used to it. <laughs> oh, I honestly, I forgot it was even called that. <laughs> um, I'm all about that PP. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Also, Brooklyn Nine Nine season premiere is happening on NBC and Peacock potentially. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was on Peacock or not, but I would imagine it, it probably would be because it's NBC. Maybe like the next day, but I, yeah. it seems like at least just NBC. Okay, and that is on August thirteenth for anybody who's waiting for that, which I have. So, mm. yeah, uh, we have other things that are coming out. I left them off our list or my list because I thought we we're obviously going to announce these ones yeah. because they are bigger things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel's What If Animated Series is having its first episode drop uh, this Wednesday, the 11th. Nice. Looking forward to that series. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Bad Batch, which is the Star Wars animated series, also on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to have its finale. I thought I'd mention that. It's on the 13th. So, so everybody was waiting to binge I've it. I binged up to... Current and now I'm just waiting for Friday, I guess, nice. for that episode. And then uh, this show called Reservation Dogs on FX and Hulu is coming out on. I guess it comes out the ninth, so before any of those. Okay, but um, that's the one I think Taika Waititi is like a part of. Yeah, I at think... least production. I don't know if he's directing or anything like that or wrote, but yeah, had potential. Yeah, for just sure. Based off that, and also in theaters, uh, which. This one probably should have been on my list because I'm super excited. But Free Guy is finally coming out on August 13th. I'm jazzed about that one. And Respect is coming out the same day, August 13th. I believe this is the Aretha Franklin movie with yeah. 
It's with R E S P E C T. <laughs> with Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> yeah. So basically, if you need a singer for your movie, you just cast her. Yeah. That seems I mean, to be the she thing is now. incredible. So. Well, semantics. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our big topic this week. Uh, South Park. Uh, apparently, a big deal has been struck between. The creators Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and Viacom CBS. So they struck a deal where Paramount Plus, the old PP, <laughs> yeah, uh, is now going to get 14 original movies uh, exclusive to debut on Paramount Plus, with two of those releasing this year. Wow. So okay. we have, what, four months left in the year? So... Presumably, we'll probably get one in October, one in December. I'm assuming we're getting maybe a Halloween and then a Christmas. Probably. Or a holiday-ish thing. Yeah, yeah. So, South Park is alive and well, apparently. Uh, beyond that, the deal also includes a multi-season renewal for the series that will go through season 30 up through 2027. Wow. I'm absolutely interested in more South Park content. <laughs> I'm a little confused, though, because it was, like, the end of 2019, the news came out that HBO Max had bought the exclusive rights to stream South Park, the series. Yeah. So you can't watch that anywhere but HBO Max currently. They have the movie and then all of the seasons, with the exception of, like, five episodes that they just deemed were controversial, so they don't air them. Right. Which is ironic for South Park to be censored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I've been trying to look into this. I can't figure out. Are, so, are the pre of the seasons that are on HBO Max going to stay there, and then there's going to be the new stuff on Paramount Plus, or is it going to? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you look at the wording, this is where I think maybe it's works out because my logic would be HBO Max would have a say in them not getting stuff on other platforms, but it says will debut exclusively. So that tells me oh. it'll show up there after it airs on TV. Okay. For like, it'll probably be like they do with the specials where right, right. the next day you'll have it on Paramount Plus after it airs on TV. And then, like, as far as the show. Yeah. And then maybe it's only there for a certain amount of time and then it hits HBO Max. Right. When the whole season hits, maybe. That makes sense. Um, as far as the specials. Or the, the movies that they're talking about. Uh, it says debut exclusively. So maybe those will also hit HBO Max later. Yeah. It it just seems like... It's unclear. It, there's two different deals that have to do with South Park. And I don't yeah. really understand how they don't intrude on each other. Yeah. They seem like overlapping somehow. Especially when HBO Max made the deal before Paramount Plus even existed. Mm-hmm. Before CBS All Access, I think, even existed. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's all the the fine print of ownership, I guess, and the companies and all that stuff. Well, I'm just really excited to hear that there's that much future South Park content coming into our lives. Yeah. Because I was worried it was on a waning... When they came out with the pandemic special and the... There was whatever the other one was. uh, It was like a a holiday special. I don't know. They had two specials come out last year. Um, It was the vaccine one. Vaccine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. We kind of were like, I wonder if this is with where they're trying to shift to a platform of doing one-off episodes, like a bigger, like 
between a show and a movie length. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of doing seasons. Clearly, this is the opposite direction. It looks like they're trying to do all of it at once now. You know, they yeah. they got the show, and then they also have their one-offs yeah. movies and all that stuff they plan to do. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the question for the movies is, are they 45 to an hour, or are they legit hour-and-a-half, two-hour movies like the original movie was? Yeah, that's a good question. We'll probably get more information about it. And do you think this is all South Park-related stuff, or do you think they have, like... Because it's 14 movies, but... It, I guess it's unclear whether that's all directly going to be South Park or could they have other ideas that they are also going to do. That's a fair But point. it will include some South Park. Yeah. 14 original South Park movies exclusively for Paramount+. Plus. Okay, so it's specifically just South Park. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do like character-specific like uh, dive-in movies. That's an interesting idea. It's funny too because they, they went from having longer seasons to then shifting to a a 10 episode run with more of a a long term storytelling like the the, the episodes were connected rather than just like one off each episode right yeah they kind of had like a a running narrative through all the season yeah so this also kind of goes backwards on that where now it's like they were struggling with getting content out fast enough that they had to shorten the seasons. Now they're like, well, now we're going to get more stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just found something where Matt Stone was talking to Bloomberg's Screen Time newsletter, and he said, there are South Park episodes that are high concept enough where you, if you wanted to make a movie, you could. We want to scratch both itches. We feel like we can. So we have this idea where the first ones are for Paramount Plus are South Park, but not quite. We have a high concept idea for the first one to set it apart. But right after that, we go back and do a six-episode run for Comedy Central and HBO Max, probably at the end of this year, early next year. The classic kind. Oh, so the next season's going to be even shorter than the ten episodes. Yeah. So that's how they're going to balance it then. Yeah. They're doing these, which will make up for the ten-episode run. So it's the same amount of work, but less episodes on the season. Yeah. Now it has me wonder if their goal is to, for Paramount Plus content, be... They don't have to worry about what they say or what they talk about. Yeah. They asked him. I was just going to tell you in the same interview. Because to an extent, even on Comedy Central, you do have to follow rules of what you can and can't have. Yeah. So this will pretty much eliminate that as long as they're okay with it being on the paid service of not having to worry about saying you can't have this or you can't show that. Right. Um. He was asked if he thought South Park would fall victim to cancel culture. And Matt Stone responded, no. As you can see from this deal, we have fuck you money now. (laughs) (laughs) We're more interested in it than whining about it. It's a legit cultural change. We explore it all the time in the show. Yeah. So he's not concerned about it at all. (laughs) They're really good at making fun of everybody. I Mm -hmm. think enough within their show that even if somebody's upset with something... Yeah. It's hard to argue that, like, they are taking a side, you know? Yeah. Plus the fucking money is there now, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I, I would assume October will probably expect the first of the two movies this year. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the, the rest of our news. Well, we sort of brought up the Suicide Squad already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it turns out the movie did pretty well this weekend. Uh, it took first place domestically... With $26.5 million. 
Okay. And it also took $35 million internationally. The interesting thing is, this is about on par with what Jungle Cruise did domestically. Mm-hmm. Which has been considered a success. Mm-hmm. With a Jungle Cruise getting $34.2 million opening weekend, adding $27.6 million internationally, and adding $30 million on Disney Plus Premier Access. Mm-hmm. Now, if we drop down to Black Widow Domestic for its opening weekend, mm-hmm. it made $80 million. Yeah. And then it added $78 million internationally. And then whatever it did with Disney Plus. Yeah. The reason I'm bringing these up is because the Suicide Squad did not do nearly as good as Black Widow did on its opening weekend. Yeah. Are we going to see the theater, the American blah, 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 theater, whatever association that complained about Black Widow Mm -hmm. and attacked Disney over that? Mm -hmm. Are we going to see them attack WB, DC, over the Suicide Squad now? Because if they don't, that doesn't make much sense. Then they're throwing stones from a glass house is what they're doing. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's been a lot of... uh just like bullshit on the internet about like mm-hmm. oh it was a flop whatever about suicide squad and i'm like it's not really that like it's not doing poorly objectively mm-hmm. it's well i think is that the narrative you're seeing then because i've, I, seen I've been seeing how how successful it's been yeah it's kind of like either or i think it's okay. honestly i'm not sure if it's propaganda <laughs> to know in our theater yeah when we saw it it was probably the biggest showing we've seen yeah in a theater since theaters opened up. Yeah, definitely. Before that, we had, what, maybe 10 people at most. Right, right. This theater was probably four times that at least. Yeah. And we did see, like, the um, first showing. Right? It wasn't so. filled to capacity. But right. I did notice the ticket sales, they were not limiting gaps between yeah. people with buying your ticket. Yeah. We were so all just doing that ourselves. There was... <laughs> well, I mean, I chose seats I away from people. Yeah, it was just... Sadly, it wasn't... Away enough from that kid. Yeah, unfortunately. But, so I guess when you take that into consideration, mm-hmm. you could argue that maybe the Suicide Squad did do worse because it had even goal. with the potential of having more seats filled, it still didn't do nearly as good. Yeah, that's a fair point. Of course, HBO Max existing with it for free versus mm-hmm. having to pay $30 for it, I'm sure filled a lot of the, what would have been revenue in theaters. That's true. So... Yeah, because this one you really didn't have to pay extra for. If you had HBO Max, you ha- you had access to it. Yeah. So I can see that have, mm-hmm. having been the reason which, that it got hurt. Which we have access to. But yeah. I, I wanted to see this one in theater because it felt like it was going to be one of those you want to see on the big screen first. Yeah. It's a big action movie and yeah. stuff. And I did watch it a second time at home. And I will say... I don't think I nearly had the same outcome of reaction to mm-hmm. some of the scenes as yeah. I did watching it in theater. Yeah. It has so, a greater intensity. Whether that's because I already saw it or if it's because it's a smaller screen, it doesn't feel as epic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's going to be interesting. You know, and there's yeah. questions whether theaters are shutting down again. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. Um, moving on. I hope I say this name correctly. I'm going to try. And if I get it correctly, I hope I get a cookie. <laughs> uh, Zolo Maraduana. Mar- Maraduana? like marijuana. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> is this some kind of pothead over here? Maraduena, I would say. Zolo Maraduena? Yeah. Maraduena? Duena? Duena. Uh, this guy has been cast as the lead for Blue Beetle 
uh, set for HBO Max. This is from The Hollywood Reporter. Hmm. Uh, so he, as everyone knows, plays Miguel in Cobra Kai. Yeah, I knew the name sounded familiar, but I was like, I don't remember who that is. So I'm like, look it up. Yeah, the name, <laughs> I was like, I remember that name in a previous story, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know it was this guy. Yeah, it's this guy. <laughs> That's cool for him. Seems like it could be a pretty big role. Yeah. I I mean, it makes a lot of sense with the backstory of that character. Yeah. So, uh, good to see. He's getting, uh, I don't know if you could argue it's a bigger thing because Cobra Kai is pretty big. A pretty big following, yeah. But uh, Blue Beetle definitely has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see what WB has planned for uh, the DC content on HBO Max. Whether it's going to tie to the DCU or if it's going to be its own separate pocket, who knows. But... Definitely looking forward to that. All right. Well, we talked about Netflix. that They have cast some of the roles for the new Wednesday series coming to the service. Uh, Luis Guzman is going to play Gomez. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to be playing Morticia. That's an interesting casting. I don't know that I would have expected that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, both have obviously been in the industry a long time. Mm-hmm. We see, we've seen them in many things. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, I don't think... I think the last thing I remember... Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones in was Chicago. <laughs> Not to say she hasn't done anything since, yeah. but that's the last time I remember seeing something when it came out that she was in. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's like a good 15 plus years ago, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> well, longer than that, I guess. Like 20 years. Yeah, more like 20 years, I guess. So they will be joining Jenna Ortega, who is known for her role in You, apparently. And she will be playing Wednesday Adams in the new series. Oh. Oh, I can see that. I had to look her up. I don't think I got that far in you, so I don't recognize her. <laughs> I think I would know if you did. Okay. <laughs> the show. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. All I know it's about like a stalker guy who, yeah. I mean, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, that's basically I think it. it's like a biopic on Dennis Reynolds from <laughs> It's Always Sunny. <laughs> His early years yeah, of dating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, there is a Chronicle sequel in the works based off the movie from back in the day where a group of high school kids get superpowers from some mysterious stone thingy that they find. Okay. Uh, so they are continuing the franchise with a female-led story taking place a decade after the original film. Interesting. That... I mean, I don't know anything about it, but the general plot line sounds a lot like Misfits, the TV show. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you've never seen that movie? Chronicle? No. Okay. I honestly saw this and I was like, oh, it's probably like Chronicles of Riddick or Chronicles of Narnia. (laughs) That was just like (laughs) short term. Yeah, I was like, oh, I wonder which Chronicle movie it is. (laughs) So I think that pretty much proves to you I've never seen it. (laughs) Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. it was a good movie. I think yeah. it did really well in the theater. Mm. It's the same director that did the Fantastic Four reboot. Oh, okay. Which people are, are saying that it's like, this is basically his only good movie. Mm. Uh, that's the argument, it seems, gotcha. of his library of films. Mm. Feels like one of those movies that's like, I don't think anybody was asking for it, but mm. they were like, okay. it'll probably be good yeah. if they... sure. Tie it to the first one somehow. Yeah. All I'm right. I have to see where I can watch the first one. See if I care. Hmm? I have to see, I'll have to see where I can watch the first one. Yeah, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah. In the universe. All right. Uh, 
Jacob Battalion, also known as Ned, the chair-sitting sidekick of Spider-Man in the <laughs> current MCU films. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be leading a new vampire series for sci-fi channel called Reginald the Vampire. Okay. This is based off a Johnny B. Trant book series called Fat Vampire. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, that's that kind of the reaction that I got <laughs> when I read this news story. Yeah. So I'm a little confused, though. He lost a bunch of weight. He did? In real life. Oh, okay. So he's going to be a lot thinner when we see him in the third Spider-Man film. Oh, okay. Than he was in the first two. Okay. Also, isn't that kind of like insulting to be cast as a fat vampire? Yeah. I would think so. <laughs> Unless, I mean, you have like... um Rebel Wilson was, like, she aimed for the roles of, like, the chubby sidekick or the chubby comedic relief character, and she's, like, for the longest time before, of course, she's now lost she weight, too. She aimed for it? Yeah. Like, that was what she went for? That's what her agent I mean, told her That doesn't to necessarily for. mean she wanted to. No, but for a while, she kept the weight on specifically for that reason. Gotcha. Um, Now she's looking like fucking badass, so yeah. good, good on her, but... I mean, she could still be that funny sidekick without the weight yeah no absolutely so but what i'm saying is i wonder if it wasn't something that he necessarily was like i would like to be a fat vampire (laughs) (laughs) well let's read the uh, description here okay so reginald baskin uh who trumbles headlong into a world populated by beautiful fit and vain vampires must navigate every kind of obstacle the girl he loves but can't be with a bully manager at work and the vampire chieftain who wants him dead whoa <laughs> uh he discovers he has a few unrecognized powers of his own i see i have a question hmm. is there any relation to carol baskin <laughs> maybe because they should make a joke. Even if it's not in the comics, they should totally make that joke. Yeah. Those people that were alive in 2020 will have a quick chuckle and move mm-hmm. on with their lives. <laughs> I mean, we're still waiting for all those shows I know, and right? movies. By the time and... any of those come out, we've all, we were going to all have forgotten. Netflix was supposedly going to have a part two update on mm-hmm. the whole ordeal as well. Yeah. So, yeah. By, by the time that stuff comes out, people will, like, not care anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, maybe she throws her... Husbands to a vampire. Yeah. And the people were blaming on the tigers this whole time. And it wasn't even the tigers. Yeah. Unless they were vampire tigers. Maybe. Vamp tigers. Yeah. Explains why they sleep all day. Yeah. I mean, just right off the bat, I know sci-fi has gotten better with some stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always skeptical when they have something coming out, especially when they tend to get, like, canceled within the first season, usually. Yeah. So... I don't know. Yeah. Also, this makes me wonder, does this have any impact on him in the Spider-Man movie? And, on top of that question, does that imply something could happen to him in the Spider-Man movie coming up? That they won't need his services for a sequel after the fact. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. (laughs) You're over here trying to start rumors. I'm trying to market for Marvel. Oh, okay. If, if Spider-Man does really well, we know it's because of me. Uh-huh. This moment right now. Got it. Hooking everybody to want to know what happens to Ned. Yeah. Who's going to fill his chair? Literally. <laughs> Talked about being the chair guy or whatever yeah. it was in the first movie. Yeah. Everybody needs a chair guy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think it's just everybody needs a chair. Oh. Yeah. That, I mean, that's my saying. Yeah. Everybody does need a chair. <laughs> I mean, at some point you want to sit down. Yeah. All right. Um, to finish up our news, uh, Rick and Morty will end season five with a hour-long episode. This is via the social media account for Adult Swim. Maybe they have theater showings that <laughs> yeah. only, only adults can go to. Maybe. Adult watch. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's coming out September 5th at 11 p.m. for the finale. I just thought it was interesting that it's going to be a longer episode. Yeah. So However, this is... it's kind of bullshit to say it's an hour long because you know that means it's 45 minutes. It's 45, minutes. yeah, max. Uh, so this is just saying that's when the last episode is happening and that it's an hour long. It has nothing to do with the series ending, right? Yes. Okay, just being clear because I like... Season I... finale, not right. series okay. finale. Good, good. Just making sure. I mean, they made like a billion deals before they... In... Yeah. Had the next season come out. That's like it's, true. This show's fine. Okay. Hope so. You're probably going to end up seeing, like, tomorrow that there's, like, a 15-movie... <laughs> 15 15-movie deal? ...debut exclusive to <laughs> Hulu or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, we did have some release dates that I wanted to bring up. They're obviously not anytime soon, but I thought they were interesting content that I want to update people on. Animaniac Season 2, speaking of Hulu, uh, got announced it's going to come out November 5th with 13 episodes for the series. Uh, Stranger Things Season 4 had an update. It's coming out on Netflix at some point in 2022. Okay. So it was like a a vague update, but just, I guess, to excite people. Yeah. Seemed like an obvious that that would be the year. Yeah. Uh, The Bad Batch, which is the Star Wars animated series that we... Talked about earlier. Talked about earlier. Uh, it's also set for 2022. Again, no brainer. Mm-hmm. Could be a lot of Star Wars on Disney Plus next year. Yeah. Mandalorian season three, the Book of Boba. <laughs> That's the name of the show, right? The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, it just sounds like you're saying the Book of Milk Tea. It's just like it's a recipe book for <laughs> the, Bubble tea. the the hip beverage right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Disney's getting into that business. Okay, I'm thinking of hybrid Halloween costumes now. So I've already thought of those kind of things. Oh, I guess I'll just go fuck Boba myself. Fett. Yeah, yeah. I've already, yeah, I've already thought of that. Okay. You could also do Boba Fetta, and it's just like <laughs> half Boba, half cheese. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll brainstorm more on that off air. <laughs> I could do like a sexy, oh, I mean, I couldn't because I'm not sexy <laughs> as a woman, but like you could do like a sexy woman Mandalorian, uh-huh. but yeah. you call it the Mammalorian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. The Mamdalorian. Yeah. Your name is Delorean, Delorium. Oh. Uh, the Mandalorian. What about the Delorean and Mandalorian? I mean, yeah. So it would just be like a man driving a, a Delorean. Delorean. <laughs> And you just show up to a party being like, yeah, I'm the I'm man. the Mandalorian. DeLorean. <laughs> Got a lot of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else is coming up? <laughs> uh, Cobra Kai season four, as we talked about earlier as well, is coming out in December. And then also a little bit more specific in December, we got The Witcher 2 on December 17th, also Netflix. Very excited for that. Yeah. We got the animated show, too. I don't know when that comes out. I think it's sooner. I think that's this month. I want to say it's the 23rd or something like that. Okay. 
All right. Uh, before we get into our reviews, let's talk about a trailer we did see today, or we did see this week. Uh, Why the Last Man, which is coming out September thirteenth mm-hmm. on Hulu, based off FX. So it's on FX, and then Hulu the next day. Okay. So this is based off of a comic which we have not read. Mm-hmm. Our only experience is this one trailer. Yeah. We are fully oblivious to anything that happens in this comic. Let's talk about this trailer. <laughs> um, so I take exception to the idea that what happens in this trailer is suddenly, in one moment, all of the men on Earth disappear or die. They don't disappear. They just straight fucking die. Okay, well, bleed out of when their I face. say disappear, I mean like they're no longer viable as humans. They die. Um... And that includes any embryos and sperm and blah, blah, blah. So basically there's none left except for one. Arguably, there would still be sperm banks. So theoretically, the world would still be able to function and get women pregnant, at least short term. Uh, So I actually read just the first little synopsis of the comic on uh, Wikipedia. And it says that all the sperm that are potentially male die too. Which doesn't make sense because that's not how biology works. But I'm not going to get into so that. So if they're frozen, they still they also die. Yes, that's just, okay. Yeah, so it so body, they fridge an entire gender. Yeah, it's not reasonable because I don't want to get into it. But they biology just, doesn't work that way. They there are just, no male and female did not sperm. Fridge mankind. <laughs> they Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> men. Yeah. In they this did. series, they sure did. Um, with the exception of the one guy who's like the main character and his pet capuchin monkey. Um, it's a very specific type of monkey you knew. Uh, it's just what those are. Okay. The outbreak <laughs> one? Yeah. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> same. It could be the same monkey yeah. from Outbreak. Yeah. Just okay. throwing that out there. So here's my problem. So obviously I'm interested to watch this show because it seems like it's an interesting. It'll be interesting to watch. We've seen this many times before yeah. though, right? Usually it's whatever. the opposite. It's like yes. the women are rare to find and yeah. like then there's one woman that was like, oh, all the men are like, oh, I gotta fuck that woman. Yeah. And then, <laughs> okay, so my problem. We kind of saw that here. Yeah. All the women are like, oh, I gotta fuck that guy. Yeah, but some of them just want to kill him, which is also weird. So it, my problem is that the idea that society just immediately breaks down when all the men, all the men die. Like, I know that it would be a significant problem if all the men suddenly died. I'm going to assume they did plenty of research. I don't think so. Uh, before planning this show. No. And that the, the data is all there that they just wouldn't happen. <laughs> I don't think so. The way that you think. It just Clearly, there couldn't be a female president. The way, <laughs> the many, way that the women... Too many nukes would be... The way the women are <laughs> acting in this show is like men. They're very, like, tribal. Like, they're very, like, antagonistic. And there's mm. no, like... It just doesn't look like the actual women trying to solve a problem that I know. Yeah. Um, so, yes, maybe there are some women like that. I don't want to generalize. Mm-hmm. But statistically speaking, women are probably less likely to be like, we're all going to be individual tribes and fight each other now. Yeah. It seems weird. Well, I, I mean, we don't know how much time passes, too. Fair enough. But, like, it does seem weird that, like, society wouldn't just be still normal. Yeah. Just with a bunch of women. Yeah. But, I guess if you look at Endgame, based off losing half the population in that movie, mm-hmm. 
the implication was that somehow it fucked the structure of society. Yes. Because of the drastic change. Losing out of half of your people at all would be a significant problem yeah. in society. I guess you would have gaps in occupations that you may not have skilled workers for, at least not enough That's because true. of it. There are a large there definitely are disparities in proportions of I mean, genders filling saw roles. a lot of garbage yeah. on the streets, yeah. probably because nobody wanted to be the garbage yeah. ma'am. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Maybe not. I just, it just seems That was a, little... a joke. No, I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. You should say that for anybody listening. Just make sure we, this is all joking. There's, don't, don't cancel us. <laughs> um, I'll cancel myself before I let anybody else. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that it's. I'm I'm surprised I haven't heard more complaints about this trailer because there's a lot. You think that you would have, yeah, for sure. I'm surprised more people aren't upset about it because I'm not like personally offended by it. I think it's weird and probably inaccurate. It could be not but... popular enough that masses like the masses have seen the trailer. Okay, yeah, that's entirely possible. Or maybe society's just kind of like gotten over every little thing. I don't know. We'll <laughs> right. see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I, I was when I was watching this trailer, I was like, I feel like it, there's no way somebody isn't upset by this 100%. implication that yeah. women couldn't exist without men. Yeah. At least that's what it comes off as. Yeah, I think but, it's insane. Um, and but... again, we've seen this this story before where mm-hmm. it's very rare to find the other gender. Yeah. Was that like the whole theme of that? What was it? The There was a Tom Holland yeah. and Ridley, Scott. Daisy Ridley. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't an alien movie. <laughs> I was like, there was. I thought there was yeah, an Tom alien Holland, planet. Tom like, Holland got she lands bit on by the, an alien. She, and she does he land on the planet. Alien man. <laughs> alien man. She does land on his planet, though. That's why I was thinking of aliens. Yeah, That's my bad. Um, yeah, yeah. It was the opposite, where all the men's thoughts were like yeah. visible. I mean, that's like more of a teen whatever. Yeah. Theme, but like, yeah. I don't know. I. I'm interested in this. Yeah, I mean, I'll check it out. Especially how they approach, like, everything. And, like, again, we don't know what the story is. Yeah. So, I'm assuming it'll tie into what happened. Yeah. Why this is a thing. It felt very Walking Dead to me, though. It I did. guess this is my final takeaway. It yeah. felt very Walking Dead. Yeah. Because I think in my head, I was expecting it to be, like, far future, full apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. And it was very modern time, so... Yeah. Unless that's just, like, the first season and then it's going to time jump to, like, if the comic is a little bit more like that. Yeah. That's a good question. But surprisingly, this guy didn't seem like he was trying to bang every woman he could find. No, he which, just seemed kind of, like, confused. If you're the last guy, I get your <laughs> duty yeah. to bang every woman is you it? can find. <laughs> With their acceptance of it happening... Yeah, obviously. If you've got, like, an entire world of women being like, we need to bang to keep the world alive. Yeah. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> you send them out to find energy drinks. Yeah. Some Viagra. <laughs> I mean, probably have an endless supply of like, Viagra. You just do, like, a cycle rotation of these women, this group of women goes and finds those supplies. Yeah. This group of women gets banged. <laughs> And it's all like a assembly line situation. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we gotta repopulate this world. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
All right. Let's move on, huh? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get into some of our reviews. So here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're or DTF. Unlike that Y guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I, well, I guess we. I watched mostly you, but the whole thing. Me. But yeah. you watched a good chunk of it. We watched Kim's Convenience, which is a series that I found on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think it was being broadcast on, I think it's originally from a Canadian network. Yes. But, uh,. That's where I saw it was Netflix. Uh, they have five seasons. I watched the entire thing. Uh, basic synopsis is it follows a Korean-Canadian family that runs a convenience store in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And the family's last name is Kim. Yep. Hence the name Kim's Convenience, which is a nice <laughs> yeah. play on the name of the store. Yes. Because it's a convenience store. What? I, com- I just spoiled the whole show for everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so, in the cast, the main cast, Paul Sung-Hung uh, Lee is Mr. Sang-Il Kim. They call him Appa, which I guess is, like, I think, father. It's like dad or papa, yeah. Uh, Jean Yoon is Miss Yong-Mi Kim, also known as Uma, mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the daughter is played by Andrea Bang. She plays Janet Kim. Uh, and their And their son... Jung Kim is played by Simi Liu, who we know, coming up, is going to be playing Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay. I knew that he looked familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out why. And I didn't put it together. So, thanks. Thanks for letting yeah. me know. <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, watching this show and then seeing him as Shang-Chi in the trailers, I feel like he does look different in Shang-Chi than he does in the show. Mm-hmm. But that could just be, like... All of the workout routine that he's probably doing yeah, for the role. I'm sure, yeah. Oh my god, that makes so much more sense. I couldn't figure out why he looked familiar. Wow. Yeah. I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> I really did enjoy this show. I think it's... It felt like a mix of Curb Your Enthusiasm and Shit's Creek, uh, if yeah. you will. I got some Shit's Creek vibes from it as well. Like, you felt like you got this family bond... Like, you, you're a fly on the wall watching this family just exist. Yeah. There's no real narrative really happening other than just their day-to-day. Yeah. You get the relationships between them, what's strong, and, like, what, what's, you know, they have their issues, and you see all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, there's no big arc beyond just kind of appreciating what they go through as a family. Mm-hmm. And how they solve their issues together. Yeah. So, I really enjoyed it. And I think, when I say Kirby enthusiasm, I would say it's it's mainly the father. Because mm-hmm. he's kind of got this personality where it's like, he's got these set of rules that yeah. like society is supposed to follow. <laughs> and yeah. like, they tackle some interesting topics that I would not have expected. But they do it in, in a way that I think it works well. Yeah, it makes it like accessible to the yeah. viewer, regardless of where you are in life. Mm-hmm. So, I had a blast with it. Uh, it's only five seasons, I think ten episodes each. Sadly, the show just kind of abruptly ended, though. So, there, there's no more coming out. Mm. I guess something happened with the creator of the show just decided one day he didn't want to do the show anymore. Mm. 
something happened with the production side. And then even though the network wanted season six and all the cast members were like, yeah, let's continue the show in some way. Mm -hmm. The creator was just like, nope. And just kind of avoided any contact with arranging some kind of a deal to keep the show on without their involvement. That's weird. Yeah, it was a very weird thing. So the show just kind of abruptly ended after season five. But I think it ends in a way that like you're not like, well, what's going to happen? You know, I'm not going to get the ending to the show. Because like, mm-hmm. there really is no, you need a ending right. for what the show is. Yeah, and there's supposed to be a spinoff to this show, right? Called Strays. That's actually news to me. It um It began production in February this year, supposedly after a year delay because of the pandemic. Okay. Is it literally about, like, stray animals? I don't know what it's about. All I know is that it's supposed to be a spin-off Because when I hear strays, I'm thinking, like, cats and dogs, but... Uh, It's focusing on uh, Shannon Ross as she embarks on her new career. Okay. The show. That's interesting. So, presumably, it is going to probably deal with cats and dogs and, like, a a rescue type thing. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they don't stray too much from the original show. Yeah. Uh, so like you mentioned, I didn't watch all of this show. I kind of like came in, came home from work and you were watching it. So I like watched a couple episodes here and there and I mm. did enjoy it. And I felt like it was nice because there was only a couple times where I was like, wait, why is this happening? Most of it was fairly self-explanatory, um, freestanding. Mm-hmm. Um and you could enjoy the episode without having seen all of however many seasons before. So yeah. it definitely seems like a good show to put on as like your I'm gonna cook dinner show or whatever. You know, like you could do yeah. stuff while you're watching it. I don't know how well it portrays the life for like a Korean Canadian. Like, you know, I don't I don't know how it works as far as the representation and cultural accuracy yeah. of the, sh- you know, the family's dealings. But... I I did really enjoy the interactions with the families and like it I felt on the outside not really knowing any of that kind of stuff that it did seem to at the very least give me some kind of knowledge of stuff that I wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I really enjoyed it. I think Appa, you know, the father was probably my favorite character of yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, he was pretty great. He uh he was very sarcastic but like in a in like witty. Mhm. His facial expressions were on point. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually interesting, too. I watched, like, a thing about the actor, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Sung-Hung Lee, who plays him. Mm-hmm. After, like, the whole ordeal of, like, the show just getting abruptly canceled. Yeah. He is, like, completely different than the character. Which, I mean, I guess should make sense. But, like, it just... Seeing him for five seasons as this, like, one personality... Yeah. ...who doesn't get the younger generations. And then seeing him in an interview where he's basically, like... Me, <laughs> an adult gamer. Yeah. Really into, like, pop culture. Yeah. He's got his whole room set up, like, you know, like mine. With yeah. Like collectibles and Collectibles, stuff like that. Like, it was really crazy to see him in that, like, setup. That's funny. Yeah, I guess he's the role of Jung Park in the Rainbow Six uh, Vegas games, apparently. Oh, okay. He's the voice? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Cool. I mean, that makes sense. If he's yeah. in the gaming, he probably mm-hmm. looked for that outlet to do some work. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good show. I think it's worth it. It's on Netflix. I don't know if it's going to be leaving anytime soon, but 
Yeah, I d- having not watched the entire thing, I'm just going to slice it because I don't want to overstate my rating since I haven't seen the whole thing. But I yeah. did really like it, and I would probably check it out more. Yeah, I would slice it too. I, I think it was a really fun show. I obviously binged the hell out of it yeah, when you it did. was on, so or when I started watching it. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's definitely worth a watch if you're looking for like a Schitt's Creek type show, but with mm-hmm. like I guess a little bit more family friendly humor of curb yeah. your enthusiasm. Yeah, that's true. All right, the headliner this episode is the Suicide Squad. As we mentioned, we checked it out in theaters. That came out on HBO Max and theaters in the U.S. August fifth this year. Um, it is a standalone sequel to Suicide Squad from 2016, and it is written and directed by James Gunn. Um, I think the word, the term standalone sequel is a little silly to me, but, like, I get it. It's meant to say that it yeah. serves as a sequel, but you could also not see the first one, and it's all they're All they're trying to say is they acknowledge the first one existed, but they're starting fresh. Yes. That's all they're saying. Yeah. Um, so we have a, uh, quite a few re- returning cast and a lot of new people that were in this um the returning cast we have margaret robbie as harley quinn joel kinnaman is rick flag jay courtney is captain boomerang and viola davis is amanda waller again um some of the new cast um include idris elba who plays a character named bloodsport john cena plays peacemaker which i think everybody's heard about by now because he's already got confirmed new other dealings after the movie Mm -hmm. Um, Sylvester Stallone is the voice of King Shark, or Nanue, I think is how you say his other name. And David Dustmalkian is Polka Dot Man. We saw him in Ant-Man. Yes. He was, like, one of the, uh, the security friends, yes. whatever, yeah. group. <laughs> yeah. Um, Daniela Melchior is Ratcatcher. Um, Peter Capaldi is The Thinker. Michael Rooker is Savant. Flew the Borg is Javelin, which is really cool for him because I was just listening to the Conan episode where he talks about how he wants to be an action star. And I was like, well, you kind of got to be an action Mm -hmm. character, so that's cool. Um, Nathan Fillion is TDK. And Pete Davidson is Blackguard. Sean Gunn, which I forgot about this, is Weasel. (laughs) Um, And this is apparently a character based on Bill the Cat from the comic Bloom County. So I'll okay. be looking into that. Um, and Mailing is Mongal, who's like an alien, whatever, mm. mercenary person. I want to say she's like a Wonder Woman villain. Oh, okay. I okay. think. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> I uh, somebody out there is like, <laughs> yeah. that piece of shit yeah, doesn't that know. guy. Yeah, so that's not even all the cast, but that's like the main ones. And uh, it's a definitely what you would call an ensemble it, cast it's a huge cast <laughs> yeah. for this film yeah that is for sure um obviously in suicide squad fashion not everybody survives <laughs> yep uh but they all have their moment what did you think of this one i liked it i liked it better than the first one i think that the plot and the story that was happening made like there actually was a real story i think that was going on Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that. Um, I thought there was some weird stylistic choices that were made throughout the movie, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, they had like some weird transitional title stuff that, mm-hmm. like, it was interesting, but it it did kind of take me out of the film. I think to an extent. Yeah, the titles I was okay with, but the like mixed media look with Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Some of the scenes that she was in, there were some things that were added effects if you will and i was like i don't 
eh, I'm okay without that. Mm. Um, because I liked the scenes other than that, that those just, yeah. just distracted me. Um, but I thought I liked it. I, I really liked seeing all the new characters. I'm kind of bummed out that we lost a lot of them. Um, that's not a spoiler. Everybody fucking knows that's happening. <laughs> um, I am interested to see where this, like, if it opens the door for any further investigation into the Suicide Squad properties. Like, if it's going to mm-hmm. provide a segue to new movies, or if it's just like, this, we're, we're finally done now. I don't know. But I'm curious to see I mean, if it I, could. I imagine that's going to be based off how well it does, right? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I think the acting was better. I think the, I think the, in general, the acting was better than the first one and the setup and reasoning for why anything was happening. Mm -hmm. There actually was a reason. Yeah. A decent reason, at least. And then some of the plot twists and turns, I I enjoyed that there was actually, it wasn't just one layer. Yeah. There's substance. Yes, exactly. Okay. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm kind of torn with this one, to be honest. Watching it. I laughed a shit ton. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, you know, a lot of moments that we were just cracking up. A lot of one-liners in there that things that were just like ridiculous. It, very much Tim Gunn comedy. Mm-hmm. I will say though, there were some things that bothered me. I think pacing issues. There was some pacing issues where I felt like some characters had moments where it lagged a bit. But I get what they were trying to do with tying everything together mm-hmm. um i just think they could have probably done it a little bit better okay full warning for people <laughs> even though it has an r rating there are moments that i thought were a little uncomfortable yeah um there is animal violence in this mm-hmm. um obviously they're all cgi mm-hmm. it's not actual animals being harmed yeah uh but the entire context and like the, the the visual of it is a bit uncomfortable for uh well, for me at least. Yeah. Um, so I think if you have problems with, you know, seeing that kind of stuff, be warned. It does happen a few times. I think right off the bat in the beginning, you get one moment and mm-hmm. then later on uh, again. But I enjoyed it overall. Aside from the pacing and like the like I, you know, the animal violence, I thought it felt unnecessary to an extent because mm-hmm. of like how they did it. It was like, you didn't really need to. If it tied into the story, I think it would have been better, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. So that bothered me a bit. Um, Aside from those things, I think they missed some opportunities with some of these characters. Uh, King Shark, I think they could have done more with that character. Yeah. They gave him some cool stuff, but they really missed the opportunities with him. Yeah. Like there's this whole moment where they had him in a, position that he was like in his if you will his own element Mm -hmm. and they did not do something really cool they could have done to like highlight that character and his abilities yeah so i thought that kind of sucked Idris elba i thought played a really good blood sport Mm -hmm. i think he did a really cool job i the costume tech and all that stuff i thought was a little too far-fetched for me to really believe it was happening the way it was <laughs> it was very like he's Mary Poppins. pulling off tools <laughs> off his body and like they're turning to these big ass guns yeah i i get it we're in a world where like that shit Nanotech. you can't really question that shit it's yeah. like you know we saw that in like the marvel movies with yeah. iron man and the like the infinity war and Endgame. like i yeah. get it you, you're gonna get those unrealistic suits at times but it did kind of bother me yeah 
despite the <laughs> the story that we're, we were watching. Yeah, I just was amused by it because like every time you turn around, there's some new weapon that he's pulling literally out of his ass. <laughs> oh, was like... it literally out of his ass? <laughs> well, because <laughs> I don't recall that happening. I mean, there's like he just kept like reaching and finding things, and it was yeah, like, well, what yeah. the fuck else are you gonna find? You know, yeah. like it was a very it was a Mary Poppins bag, but like reverse. I am very interested to see like the construct of like all the things he had like if yeah it felt like they were all like things he attached together to make different variations yeah. and yeah i'd love to see a list and like yes what like they all scheme. were and like mm-hmm. what they were meant for and all that stuff exactly uh but i thought it was a little out there just even though we're in this world where i shouldn't be questioning that yeah <laughs> um john cena i thought was great as his character definitely has me excited for him in the hbo series absolutely yeah he did a really good job so you know the trailer he's got his whole joke about you know he'll he'll kill any man woman child to keep peace (laughs) and like he does not shy from delivering at all his views and and what he does in this movie so uh i think they had some strong and weak points with some of the characters uh, overall, I enjoyed the movie. I laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of wish they did a little bit more with like the third act than they did. Mm-hmm. But I get where they were going, and it was all pretty predictable by a certain point yeah. getting to that spot. But yep, um, I'm slightly disappointed. I felt like that there could have been. I would like to know more about some of the characters that we didn't get to learn more about. So yes. I'm kind of hoping there might be possibility for like prequels or something. That also is kind of one of my complaints too, I would say, is it, there were characters that we didn't see very long. Yeah. And I would have loved to. Yeah. Like some of these cast members that they got, I'm like, oh, great. Let's yeah. see what they do. And Absolutely. then we don't really get to. Yeah. And it sucks unless they do plan to go that route of right. like maybe give us like a show series, whatever, mm-hmm. some kind of way of giving us their backstory or some kind of a prequel to them. Yeah, definitely. Um, Overall, I am going to say I slice it. And uh, I I I enjoyed it. I think you're right. It does have some flaws. It's got some weaknesses. But overall, it was a good, fun watch. And it was uh, easy to enjoy, even with despite the trash people in the theater behind us. Uh, yeah, I, I would slice it as well. I, I really enjoyed the experience. I think it was worth watching on the big screen first. Yes. Uh, some of those moments really needed that. Mm-hmm. I laughed a lot. Yeah, I the, laughed a ton. Aside from my, my issues with some character stuff and, and pacing, I think it's a solid DCEU movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the best. Yeah. Which seems to be the narrative that most people have is that this is like the best that they've had so far, but... Mm. I would say it's it's top tier, but it's not the best. I agree. All right. That is it for our movies and TV section. Please don't forget to go rate or review our podcast on your favorite podcast network. Ideally, Apple Podcasts or Apple, or Apple Tunes. Ideally, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. But whichever service you have that allows you to rate us, please do that. We would appreciate it very much. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Or send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com. You can send us requests, uh, feedback, whatever you feel like, and we'll uh, get back to you. And we can, you can also check out our website in your free time, dtfcast.com. All right, let's get into some of our gaming. Yeah, let's. Uh, some new releases this week. Uh, Xbox has an older game, but it's getting a 
optimization update for Xbox Series X and S on the 9th, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I believe you played this one. I did. I have not, and I I was planning to play, and people kept saying, oh, you gotta play this, you gotta play this, play it with headphones, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, it's creepy as fuck. Now I'm like, okay, well, I definitely have to play it now that it's getting updated. Yeah, definitely. So basically they've added three modes, performance, resolution, or enriched mode, which basically adds ray tracing. Okay. Yeah, I really liked that game until I didn't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got stuck on a puzzle and then I rage quit because mm-hmm. he had to do it perfectly and I couldn't do it no matter how many times I tried. So gotcha. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> how many hours did you spent on the game? Uh, I played it a few different nights, like maybe maybe 10. Okay. Not... I was curious how long you think the game is. Oh, how far in do you think you were? I don't think I ever looked it up because I kept thinking I'd go back to it at some point. Maybe I'll go back to it now. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, also on Xbox, Lawnmower Simulator comes out August 10th. So if you didn't enjoy the demo, <laughs> maybe you'll enjoy the full game. Probably not, though. <laughs> I will be passing on this one. Who knows? Maybe the demo was just the stuff you didn't like. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if it's on Game Pass, I might check it out. Yeah. But I don't think it is. Yeah. Which, like, of all games to not be on Game Pass, like... Yeah, right. That is the type of game that should no, only be No, we want to make sure we get the most profit <laughs> off of this game. Uh, we have a lot of people wanting this. Why would we put it on Game Pass? Yeah. Uh, PlayStation, pretty light, but they do have a Godfall, which came out on PS5, but is now coming out on PS4, August 10th. We have that launch title. <laughs> they were like, you know what? This isn't working out. Maybe we should go to the other gen that, yeah. that people already have. Yeah. Maybe they'll want the game. Maybe. Couldn't find much for Switch, uh, but multi-platform, we have a game called Foreclosed coming out August 12th, which I'm going to assume is probably about closing down <laughs> businesses and Maybe. housing, Yeah, taking it away from somebody. Uh, and of course, Hades, which is a dungeon crawler that was really popular on the Switch, is coming to everything, PlayStation, Xbox... PC, Stadia, mm-hmm. all dumb things. Yeah. Uh, August 13th. Okay. I think that's on Game Pass, so I'll be trying, I will be playing that one for okay. sure. Okay, definitely. All right, so we do have a delay, surprisingly. Um, Evil Dead, the video game, what was it? I think they showed it, gameplay or something this last year. It's been delayed to February of 2022. Can you guess what the quote was that they... <laughs> gave out why they were delaying it. Uh, let me guess. They wanted to make sure that they give it all the appropriate detailing so that gamers can have a better experience. Hmm. Let's see if you're right. (laughs) Hey, groovy gamers. So they wrote this in the 70s. Yeah. This is a time capsule. We're targeting a new release date to give the team some extra time for polish (laughs) and to ensure this is the ultimate Evil Dead experience you are all waiting for. Mm. You were close. Yeah. Polish, detail, I get it. (laughs) This additional time is also allowing us to implement a single-player option that will let you enjoy the game when you are without your co-op compadres. Oh, okay. 
I didn't know this game wasn't going to have yeah, single so player. Yeah, so I'm okay with this delay. <laughs> to be honest, that actually helps me want the game more because yeah. I, I'm a loser. You're going to want to play it without me <laughs> because I'm not going to be good at We're it. We're just both going to play single player yes. separately. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. We'll be on like party chat just talking, yeah. but we yeah. Be in our own but then game. we can't be mad at each other playing. We'll start we'll the game. We'll just be mad at the game. <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, I'll be like, well, where are you? You're like, oh, I'm on level one. I'll be like, oh, okay. I'm on level 30. I'm on level <laughs> 30. Uh, for anybody upset about the Evil Dead game being delayed, I do have some good news for you, though. If you like anime and you also like video games, you're probably here for that reason. <laughs> Uh, Crunchyroll Premium, if you sign up for, if you sign up for the premium version of Crunchyroll, you will get three months free of Xbox Game Pass on the PC. Oh, okay. Only on PC, though. Yes. I do not know the limitations as far as the content available, Mm -hmm. since it's not Ultimate, but I'm assuming it's the perks, um, that they usually give out for, like, free, blah, 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 like... Yeah. Spotify for six months yes, or yes. or Disney Plus for 30 days, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or this these game content things, which are usually for, like, games you don't care about anyways. Right. But uh, anybody who wants to check that out, there you go. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into some more quicker stuff. Uh, PlayStation reportedly focusing on console-quality AAA games for PlayStation VR 2. Now, the source is YouTube channel PSVR without parole, Mm. so I don't know how legitimate they are, Right. but other legitimate sources are reporting on this. Okay. So, uh, the reports are that Sony had a private event for potential PlayStation VR developers, Mm -hmm. uh, stating that the company would like to move away from the typical VR experience that we usually get mm-hmm. and focus on console-quality AAA games. Wow. Okay. That's a big move. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that would be really cool. The problem I have is how realistic would that be if this is true? Because yeah. look what they did with the Vita. They came out strong with some AAA titles. Mm-hmm. And then they quickly abandoned support. Mm-hmm. Once they didn't sell enough. Yeah. Right off the bat. Point. And as far as the PlayStation VR, the current one, you know, we have it. And they kind of did the same thing where they did start strong with the, the VR. They had some titles that were bigger properties. Mm-hmm. I think they did a whole thing with Resident Evil 7 where that whole game was VR based. Yeah. You could play with that mode. Yeah. And it was a really fun experience. Um, <laughs> but after that, all you're getting is like, you know, like they said, smaller experiences yeah you're not getting full titles it's usually just like stand in the spot and shoot things coming at you or right. they're very limited yes in their their abilities with the vr right mm-hmm. now at least what they're willing to put out yeah i would love to see that i would love it the next part is what concerns me though backwards compatibility was not mentioned uh but the push for original psvr games to be remastered was okay according to this report with their event. Okay. Which tells me every game that we bought, let's say, I mean, it arguably would be only Sony first party games. Right. So I guess would be, would you consider Iron Man VR, I guess? Yeah, Instead exactly. of seeing that game work on the PSVR 2. Right. 
you would have to wait for them to make a updated version of that game. Right. Which AKA a, an update. Yeah. And then charge you for the game More again. money, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, that's the part that bothers me. But it's not out of character of Sony, right? We have seen, yeah, we've seen lately, it. especially, instead of giving us free upgrades for these games, they are giving us the quote-unquote director's cut or yeah. the remaster, and then they do the update and then sell it at full price again. Mm-hmm. Which is like the opposite of what you're saying Xbox do. Yeah. Um, Maybe somebody should fucking read the room at Sony. And it's showing. People are starting to like kind of shift to Xbox. It does feel like. Mm -hmm. The biggest problem with this whole idea, though, is like the PSVR 2 is not going to be something that you can just sell right off the bat. It's an investment for people who already have a PSVR. You're not going to be able to use a PS4, I would assume. Yeah. Their claims are that, that Sony would reveal launch details in early 2022 for this. But like... The best you would argue is like maybe 2023 is when it would release, right? Because we're already looking at PS5 being limited in stock. Yeah. And that's being claims that it's going to be a while before we see a lot of people have access, right? Yeah. And then on top of the ones that are already available, we still have issues of scalpers buying mm-hmm. them all up with programs and, and reselling them for double AKA the price. the worst people in the world. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, what I feel like Sony should really focus on for this PSVR 2 is whatever games you decide, fine. But maybe consider multiplayer games and make it cross-generation compatible. So that somebody in a household who already has a PSVR can purchase a PSVR 2. And then they Mm -hmm. can have two VRs in the same household and play those multiplayer VR games. If they were smart, they would do that. If they were smart, they would do that. And if they don't fucking do it, I'm going to be mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it, I don't, what was it? It was like 350 400 I think, for the VR. Yeah. Around launch. Yeah, it was like 400 so something. So it, it dropped a little bit at some point. They'd have deals for like 50 bucks off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But overall, you're paying for an entire another console. Yeah. On top of what you would have to have a PS5. Yes. Um Games are not getting cheaper. No. We're, we're at the $70 price mark for PS5 games now. You know, Sony's been very clear that's their standard of, of game sales yeah. for a new game. Exactly. So even if you're coming out with AAA games for your new PSVR 2, it's going to be unlikely that you're going to get people who are able to buy it, let yeah. alone like if they want to. They should do something like what Xbox has done where you can be playing on your Xbox Series X and have really cool fucking great graphics and whatever and then I can be playing on a different, on a Xbox One, hmm. and we can be playing the same game together, but you have a different experience because your graphics are better and your performance is better, but we're still getting to do multiplayer. We, I mean, we do have that, though, with Sony. Like, we just have it on a smaller scale, right? I'm talking about with I mean, specifically to VR is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, you know, we've played Avengers. Yes. We specifically bought it with, yes. for PlayStation because of the Spider-Man bullshit. Yes. We got it on sale because yeah, I'm not, not going to pay a full price for yeah. that. Um, but I play PSVR or PS5, you play PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, logically, if it's capable in that sense, then it should be capable in a VR aspect because all you're doing is inputting the, the screen to the headset of the VR. Yeah. You know, with the connections, you're not really changing the console itself. Yeah. And the tech behind it. So they should allow 
some kind of games that have cross play with it's obviously going to be only Sony because right. one there's no VR for Xbox and two Sony doesn't play like that. Yeah. <laughs> they want to be very Home we don't play that. <laughs> they want it to be in their ecosystem. Yes. Only. Mhm. All right. And I mean kind of on the topic of even having the ability to sell PS5s, let alone PSVRs or mm-hmm. twos. Um Sony has stated that the company has secured enough components to hit its goal of selling over 20, 22 million PS5s by the end of the fiscal year. Uh, this was during a earnings webcast by Sony's CFO Hiroki Totoki. Uh, his quote was, For PS5 and the number of units to be sold this year, the target has been set and we have secured an the number of chips that is necessary to achieve that. And regarding the supply of semiconductors, we are not concerned. Okay. So that's a positive going forward as far as getting more units out for consumers. Mm -hmm. But you still have that hurdle of scalpers. Yep, exactly. Like, yes, you can produce as many as you say you're going to produce, but you can't stop all these assholes buying up consoles and mm-hmm. marking them up to the point where normal people can't afford them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how bad it still is, but just on social media, whenever there's something about like a PS5, whatever, something, something about the PS5, in the comments, I always see a good amount of people are like, oh, it'd be cool if I could actually buy one. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just people trying to be trolls because they know that that's like the narrative or yeah. if it's... They legitimately can't find these consoles. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just seems like a something that they're going to have to like focus on PS5 before they could jump into the PSVR. <laughs> yeah. So They're counting their chickens before they're hatched. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a slow burn for the PSVR, like the first generation. It's, you know, they've grown over time selling that, but it, it didn't start out strong. All right, uh, moving on. EA is reportedly aiming for a release of Dead Space Remake as soon as fall 2022. Didn't we just barely find out recently that this was even going to happen with no date? Yeah, the EA Live Play or Play, play or Live, like a couple weeks ago. Called. Yeah. Okay. They, they officially announced it there. Right, but there was no date. There was like a teaser, yeah. but I don't think there was a date. No, there was no date at, um, at that time. I remember that. But it was... Known that it was going to be next-gen only. Got it. Okay. Um, but before that, there was rumors that it existed. Yes, I remember that whole thing. So they're already, only a few weeks later, like, okay, we have a kind of an idea of when it might be happening. Or I is mean, this, this rumor? This is rumor. This isn't Sorry. official. Okay, understood. This is just... Reports are... Got it, got that it, got somebody it. who... Supposedly somebody who knows has inside uncle. conversation yeah. with the, got the company... Says that they are ready as early as fall 2022 Understood. for this to release. Sorry, I really Whether that you. happens, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. I'd probably not. That seems pretty quick. Well, I, it's all a question of when did they start this game? How long has yeah. it been in development? And Right. You know, if it's been a long time, then they just were really good at keeping it a secret, right? Yeah, true. I would be like the worst like game developer, like manager person. I would be like... Anybody gives out information about this game existing, you're all fired after launch. Every single one after launch? Yeah, because okay. I'm not going to... Right. <laughs> and also, I'm not going to tell them until launch. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> so to they're say, damned either way. There will be consequences. Yeah, there will yeah. be consequences. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> he won't know what and he won't know when. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Switch has shipped more than PS3 and the Xbox 360 with 89.04 million units. That's crazy. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, does PS- this include the light, though? Probably. Okay. I would imagine okay. it does. Yeah. That's usually how that the stuff works. The price point really helps, I'm sure. Yeah. Plus, they announced the uh, the new one, which yeah. I'm sure have pre-orders, which they probably conveniently include in this. Oh, I'm sure, this. yeah. Um, but this is shipped. So yeah, technically, it's not can. that they're actually purchased. It's just what they've produced. Yes. Um, which, in the gaming industry, I thought was always a weird concept that you can gloat how successful you are based off what you potentially could sell. Yeah, theoretical dollars. Yeah, that's really what they're doing. <laughs> I think that's how everybody operates these days. Yeah. <laughs> So the PS3 had 87.4 million units, and the Xbox 360 had 86 million units. So, we're what? Uh, when did the Switch come out? It released in 2017, March of 2017. So we are, what, four years in? Over four years in? Yeah. If those are the numbers, presumably, for the lifespan of the PS3 and the Xbox 360, they're going pretty strong then, because they already surpassed with less than half right. the time of a lifespan. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, a lot of people like the Switch. It's a pretty popular deal. Yeah, I just for me, it's basically just first party games cuz I yeah. first party indie games really. It's not like you're getting your third party. Yeah. Ty- they have some, but they're usually focused on Switch. Mhm specs so it's not yeah. like you're getting the same experience you would on a different console right you're not getting like call of duty games you're getting yeah. like monster hunter you know something like yeah that. yeah i don't remember talking about okay all right uh moving on a major assassin's creed odyssey character is apparently coming to valhalla the newest Assassin's creed game ah i see so i mean it would have to be cassandra right like yeah, who else could it be? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense that it would be any of the others. Just unless like, it's gonna be like a stupid marketing ploy where it's like a a, a random side quest character. Yeah, but, but given the time the time frames, period wise, you it would have to be Cassandra. The context would have to be, it would have to be her. Yeah, right. Yeah, not to give away anything in that game, but right, just doesn't make sense. It could be anybody else. Right. Exactly. So. I hope that happens. I mean, I'd be okay uh, with that. Yeah. That'll be when you buy the game. Yeah. <laughs> on sale. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I almost bought it the, I want to say a few weeks ago. It was on sale. Mm-hmm. And I had it. I almost I almost bought it. And I was like, oh, I'll see what she thinks. And by she, I mean you. Yeah. And then. <laughs> I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> and then I forgot to uh-huh. ask you. And then it wasn't on sale And anymore. then it was like not on sale by the time I remembered. So. Damn it. At this point, I'm just kind of waiting for it to be like, oh, the game with the season pass is like yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. Because they usually do those flash sales at some point. Yeah. It's been long enough. It'll happen eventually. Yeah, definitely. If we haven't bought it now. We don't need to buy it. Until exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, last in our gaming news, uh, a rare copy of Super Mario Brothers sold for $2 million. Okay. Are all these like rare copies of games just like one upping each other now? Like, how it high can they way. go? My big question too is when they say this, do, does the transaction actually go through, or is it just like 
that was the final bid. Yeah. But the person doesn't necessarily buy it. Right. Yeah. That's a good question. So if this is correct, this will make this the highest priced ever video game title sold. If you remember, I think it was like a month or so ago, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a copy of the same game that sold for $660,000. Okay. And we were like, oh my god, yeah. people are wiping their ass with gold toilet paper here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about this that. This is $2 million for the same fucking game, but I think it's a different copy. Right. Or is it? How funny would that be? It, yeah, it, they just... It's the same game. It. They just keep fucking <laughs> yeah. one-upping each other with, like, oh, okay, I'll buy it and now I'll sell it for more. Yeah. This person's like, oh, if I take it to the other auction, I'll get three times as much. Yeah. It, could you imagine being the person who paid, uh, or sold, the sold person who sold that copy for 660000 Yeah. And then sees this one for $2 million, they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh. Very pissed. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of theoretical dollars I just wasted. Yep. Um, also, there was, I think, a week after that $660,000 copy... A uh, sealed copy of Mario 64 sold for $1.56 million. So, that's still a good one. Yeah. So, I think this, it's safe to say that... Uh... <laughs> this always just brings me back to... I need to really look into if my Game Boy copy of uh, Blades of Steel yeah. is worth anything. Yeah, I mean, you should look into that. <laughs> is it sealed? It's sealed with, like, a tear in the seam on the side. So I don't know if that counts as not being sealed anymore. Gotcha. But it's technically not open. Right. I'm sure it's going to cost me, like, $75,000 because of it. Yeah, but you could still get, like, a lot of money. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I see you really did the calculations on that. Yeah, I decided not to. Because there's no way of really determining what it would be. Yes. If it's even worth anything. It would just be guessing. I mean, these are all like Nintendo first party properties, right? Yeah. Blades of Steel is not going to get the same desire from buyers, right? Fair enough. Anyways. All right. Well, that's it for our news in gaming this week. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's for our episode this week. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com. Please take some time out of your day to go rate or review us on your favorite podcast service, especially if it's Apple Podcasts or iTunes, because apparently that matters. We would appreciate any kind of feedback we could get so we can get noticed, because it matters. Yay. (laughs) So thanks, everyone, for listening. Well, uh, you'll hear us next time. I want to be served. But reviews. I want to be served reviews, not papers. <laughs> yeah. Unless you just send me a paper that shows the review that you did. Yeah, that would be okay. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it for episode 104 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye. <laughs>